When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Everybody's favorite puppet is back with Little Leech Lady in the Big City. That's right, Leech Woman, now a sex and love writer in the Big City, is finally getting married to her Mr. Big. But her three girlfriends, Miranda, the pinhead, and Tunneler, must consult her after Mr. Big jewels her for a new woman, Torch. Will Leech Woman win Mr. Big back, or find a new slice of life in the arm and knife of a mysterious stranger named Blade? Find out here on horror movie night so that didn't sound anything like a woman it sounded more like aaron Menke, but that's okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> best i can do i've been screaming and cursing in a car for the last three minutes stop listening to new metal and you won't have this problem uh it's pretty ironic down with the sickness was on my car <laughs> you're just stuck like behind the people in the bank line holding onto the steering wheel like oh ah! <laughs> All right. Um, so this is my pick. Uh, We're watching Puppet I, Master Two, everybody. Yeah, Puppet Master Two. Um, so I think all the way back to the retroactive episode. So pre this podcast, when Adam picked Puppet Master Three, he was showing a lot of regrets for picking that movie because he remembered it being better. And I said repeatedly, Puppet Master Two is definitely the superior of the two movies. Um, I feel like they're equal. I, I don't think one is better than the other having rewatched this one. But I was I uh, was that's... hoping that my love of PM three would have successfully rubbed off on you and you would think of it as the greatest of the puppet masters by now. <laughs> I think uh, I just know... like this one because it's it's one of only two of them where like the puppets are the villains and I feel like it's the one where they're done best as the villains and everything else they're like anti heroes. Which is why I give this one the slight edge. Yeah, they definitely retconned this entire fucking story for three. <laughs> yeah, it's actually better, I think, to watch one than three than two. Uh, and then none of the other ones. 
What, you don't like seeing puppets fight space aliens who also happen to be puppets? Well, you know, it's amusing the first time, but really slogging through that shit alone is hard. And we're probably going to find that out eventually. I know how this podcast goes. (laughs) (laughs) But so, so the thing about, I agree that I appreciate Puppet Master and Puppet Master 2 being as actually villainous as they are, but Torch is hilarious. He just goes, and then his eyes light up, and, and you're like, just kill that fucking kid, please. I mean, he, Oh like, my god, he that does, child but... was fucking awful. What a garbage, garbage child. <laughs> um, I have written down, actually, if you're talking about Torch's voices, uh, I'm a big fan of, he's very short-lived in this movie, but Driller... Um, just like the or tunneler tunneler i wrote down driller jesus uh it's because whatever uh (laughs) tunneler for the brief time that he's in this movie has some amazing groans when he's getting hit like they like throw him against the wall and he's like (laughs) like like full person when he gets gets thrown against the wall is hilarious because it's just like the shittiest little puppet just go you know (laughs) like I wish that I was the guy that got to throw that puppet. It's so much better when he hits him with the lamppost. It just keeps cutting to this dead puppet on the ground. <laughs> He's hitting with the lamp thing. He's just like, jab, jab, jab. And it's just like, dude, it's a fucking puppet. What are you doing? The movie starts with a bunch of puppets digging up a grave. So... You know um, how long that would have taken? <laughs> like, I really wish that we could have... There's Puppet Master 3 or 4 should have just been an entire movie of them trying to dig that hole because it probably would have been fucking amazing. The the headstone says that Andre Toulon died in 1941 and this movie takes place in the 80s and the puppets have been digging that fucking grave this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they are digging up the body of Toulon. They pour some of the reanimation agent on it, which brings back his corpse. And then he just starts... so. This movie follows right after the original movie. A group of other people are showing up because of the claims of the people who survived the first movie that there were some killer puppets there. They're like, yeah, right, let's go check it out. And they've got, you know, some like, you know, a bunch of different people, including a um, a psychic who's there. Uh, and she immediately is like, there's something funky going on here. And all of a sudden she gets kidnapped and then, you know, introduce tunneler killing killing people when they're like oh shit these puppets are real let's try to capture them or whatever um and that's when tulan shows up in his best invisible man cosplay and no one (laughs) seems to ask any questions and just accepts every claim that he throws at them about why he's there yeah and also what the fuck is his accent it's like oh good of you he's like he's like the shitty british tulan that kind of got he got like voice lessons from Rex Harrison and it, but it didn't like really take. That's what I it's just awful. Hashtag not my too long. <laughs> <laughs> um also in this movie, uh Leech Woman kills somebody. The leeches had nothing to do with that kill, but she she definitely murdered somebody in this movie. Does she even puke any leeches in this one? She doesn't live very long. No, she cuts, okay, he, she okay. cuts a man's tongue out and then is almost immediately thrown into a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. So so the um it's real weird cuz I did watch it 312 
uh, because my first Puppet Master experience was absolutely the time that I watched Puppet Master 3 for, for Reddit Horror Club. Um, so, the, the, uh, I, I always forget, I actually think I have a note about, oh, oh yeah, I, I have a note that says, the rest of the puppets just let Leech Woman get roasted, it, which is weird, because the puppets really are super low energy in this movie, they're just like, uh, I think I'll do something and then stand around for about two hours. So I feel like Puppet Master 3 really fucks up the logic of this entire movie. Um, specifically, because let, let's let's think about what happens in this movie. So Toulon is has built two life-size puppets. And he's going to put his essence in one of those giant puppets... And a woman in another one of those puppets' bodies. Well, it was supposed to be his his dead wife. His dead Ilsa. wife, who's leech woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we don't know this when we watch the first when we watch part two. That's right? what I'm saying. So, like, you watch part three, and then you look back, and it's like, couldn't he saved a lot of trouble and just like put leech woman into that other puppet body? Like, I'm sure there has to be a way that he can like trans like tr- send them to another persona it all depends <clears throat> do we do we consider one and two canon or do we consider three four and five canon hmm that is true well the thing is that two is arguably the most watchable of the sequels <laughs> hey, fuck, excuse me three is so damage. much better than this movie uh i would like to repeat and quote you on the episode for puppet master three Hey guys, um, I'm really sorry about this pick. I remembered loving this movie as a kid, but I was <laughs> wrong. Why are you doing your Sex in the City intro voice for an impersonation of me? Okay, do I, hey, so, I can do it as the, you. Be like, hey guys, guess what? I'm sorry, I picked this. I'm not fucking Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait. What the hell? <laughs> If anyone on this podcast has the Bobcat Goldthwait laugh, it's you, Matt. Aww. <laughs> but it's the thing that gets you noticed at cons. That is so... true. It's my calling card, for better or for worse. Yeah. So there's a... there's a. Um, you guys remember back in like the early to mid-2000s when every metalcore band had to have horror movie cl- sound clips in every song? Yeah. And it was like super like MySpace metal. It was the thing to do. Um, I cannot believe... That there, uh, no, there was no band that I ever heard that used this quote. Are there any Satanists in the area? Because <laughs> I, I want to have a metalcore band so that I can make that happen. <laughs> I've summed up pretty much all of the plot line in this movie already, uh, but there's a few other things that I want to note. First of all, there's this flashback to Cairo that I could totally have done without in this movie. It. Where the magician, the magician man uses his magic laser eyes to set his puppets on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's good shit, man. I mean, I I don't know why you guys are complaining. I thought that, that was like really, really groundbreaking and and useful to the story. Well, we also talked about the kid who uh, eventually gets torched, and we didn't talk about what the kid's doing before he's found and murdered by a torch. Which is that he has his G.I. Joe and he strips off his G.I. Joe's clothes, calls it Nazi scum, and lays it against a tree while he beats it with a whip. (laughs) 
Well, it's it's so this movie is like 1990 or 89. I mean, let's just say it's 89 when they were filming it. Um, I'm guessing that that was supposed to be an Indiana Jones joke and not as much of a pastiche as it really came off. But that was the reasoning why. And I feel like this is the thought process. So Chucky Band is is fucking directing this movie. Probably no script whatsoever. He is giving pages to the actors and prop makers like day of. Like, this is what we're going to do today. And, and one day he's like, oh, oh, let's have this kid who's about to get killed by Torch beat up the G.I. Joe and pretend that he's Indiana Jones. And then that marinates in Chucky Band's brain and we get Toulon. Or, uh... Puffmaster 3. Yeah, but little yeah. did he know that it just made this small child come across as weird, weirdly masochistic and sexual. Like, it was, it was like, oh, I'm gonna say Sad- Sadistic, dog. actually. He's a sadist. Well, okay, yeah, sorry. S- uh, sadistic, yeah. Because he's like, I'm gonna strip this G.I. Joe down and whip him on the back. It's like, man, if I saw my kid doing that, we're, we're going to the psychiatrist. We got some shit to work <laughs> Adam, I'm pretty sure that any kid would need to go to the psychiatrist if he was raised by you. Too mean. <laughs> What? No, I mean, are you t- we're talking to the guy that read like 200 ep- issues of Archie. Yeah, Archie was a good Christian comic. But if I had a kid, I'd sit him down, I'd read him my favorite. Make him read the cross. Cross. It'd be like, It'd be like it's time to read about the boys. <laughs> yeah, on this next panel, you can see that the child has been infected by the cross virus. Look, he's turning around and saying, Mommy, you cunt. Oh, isn't it adorable? Okay, go to bed now. <laughs> Um, the only other thing that I want to really talk about, uh, we, we've mentioned it in the previous Puppet Master episode, but uh, this soundtrack is still great. Like, this is the best, like, franchise music that Chucky e. B has ever given us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I'm going to make it my ringtone. It's fucking dope. <laughs> no, you're not. You're still going to have Sonic. <laughs> You caught him off guard. He didn't have it queued up and ready to go. Um, this is like the first time ever he didn't have it queued up and ready to go. So there's a line where um, uh, Toulon and his wife are meeting the magician in, in Egypt in the past. And I don't know whose accent is actually worse, Toulon or his wife, because her accent is indistinguishable. It, it, it's a million accents and none. It's crazy. And it just kind of is this fluid mix of liquid diarrhea coming out of her mouth. But there is a line that the, I believe the sorcerer says, he goes, do it for the children, which I try to keep in mind anytime I do anything pervasive, uh, perverted. Makes sense. Um, so so the, the big finale of this movie, as the puppets just work their way through most of the people in this building, is that the missing psychiatrist is who is selected to be the new Mrs. Toulon. Um, and at the end of the movie, she successfully is put into this puppet body and has... Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. The, the redhead scientist is the one who was... Yeah, the psychic that is Toulon the old wanted to be lady. Elsa. Oh, that's right. He wanted the other lady. I'm skipping all the way but to then the, the end. Where, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Then, then the puppets actually put the psychic's body or brain soul whatever the fuck into the female puppet's body and you know as as goofy as this movie is and 
how kind of silly the the life-size dolls are supposed to look now. It's kind of a fun effect with, like, the gigantic eyes and the fact that none of their mouths do much except for, like, kind of their jaws go up and down like a regular puppet would. Yeah. What I was trying to get to with who ends up in that body is, for whatever reason, I remember renting this movie as a kid and that final shot being really freaky to me. And I think it's just the makeup on the woman where she's a giant puppet. But, yeah. like, it was super unsettling to me as a kid. Well, it's it's unsettling for me, and I'm yeah, an adult. Yeah, just the concept of your brain getting put in these freaky-ass puppet things is, is not, not pleasant. I suggest anyone that has watched, like, you know, that's scared of dummies and shit to watch this movie and watch it. Watch your greatest fear come to life. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't have fear of clowns and you were able to enjoy it, you can enjoy this film up until the last 10 minutes. And by enjoy, I don't necessarily mean enjoy. I mean kind of slog through, watch some puppets be weird, watch Toulon pretty much speak to an open room for half of the movie. Yeah. He's just yelling to people that can't respond. <laughs> yeah, and he he's like just having these long rants. That's what's so funny about this movie to me is that of the entire series, this one seems the one that seems to be the one that's the most off the rails weird because we have Toulon, who you never really see his face, like the actor who played Toulon, you never really see his face, but he spends the majority of his screen time having like these soliloquies in an empty room with just the camera on him. And I feel like that would have been... I bet that that actor was like, yes, my time to shine. <laughs> well, okay, here's the deal. It's all going to be soliloquies, but we're going to wrap your faith up, face up in a bunch of shit so nobody can see who you are. Done. Give what me a What did you guys think about the, uh, the pacing of this movie? Because I thought that the first half was a little slow, and it could have uh, gone faster. Uh, I mean, it did start... <laughs> You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's been waiting like at least seven minutes to play that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you don't want an answer to that question, no, I take it. The first half was slow as shit. I mean, it was cool because you got to immediately see the puppets right out the gate. You see them digging up the thing. But then it's like, oh, we're going to go by this farm and there's these really ugly rednecks there. And then we're in the house and we're setting up all these things. And her brother is like an alcoholic or something. It's like, he's like getting all rude and weird at dinner. And she's like, why don't you go to bed? And I'm like, okay, fucking let's do this thing. Come on. I want to see people get killed by puppets. I know there's a flamethrower puppet in this movie. Fucking hurry up and get to it. Aren't you excited that the flamethrower puppet, his first kill on screen is the, uh, is a child. I feel like, you know, I actually expected that this was your pick, not Matt's. Weird. Well, no, he killed the fat old woman in the farmhouse first. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, because I was about to say, did he kill the dude, too? But no, that was uh, Blade. No, that was Leech Woman. Leech Woman. Was that Leech Woman? Uh, okay, it goes, the desk go like this. It goes, Tunneler... Shit, I think so. Tunneler kills the drunk brother in the bed, um, and then they kill Tunneler, and then they cut to the farmhouse. Leech Woman cuts that dude's tongue out, and then uh, flamethrower, and then she kills Leech Woman, and then flame, er, Torch sets her on fire. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds about right. 
Fucking nailed it. Yes. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Trash Video is your one-stop video shop in Sleazoid City. Who the fuck is that dickhead? I don't know. We have the best rental stock of horror, cult, B-grade movies available on VHS. Movies with corpse rape? Oh, let me get sad. Blu-ray? Fuck that shit! VHS! Faces of Death is a family film. Our professional, friendly, and knowledgeable staff are here to help you. Hey, Roxy, after the shift, you wanna go watch a porno with me? Shut up, Seth, I'm doing my nails. So stop on by the store today. I smell like overheating in here. Trashvideopodcast.com Uh, so what did you guys watch this week? Um, I'm gonna go first. I, to be honest, man, we've been doing so many of these in a row. Like, I haven't had time to watch anything at all. Shh, shh, don't tell people. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I told you about 30 Days Night. I told you about all the comics. I've been rereading Hellboy again for the third time. But I don't think I'm gonna finish it because three times is maybe one time too many. How are you guys doing? You guys good? <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go next. Uh, I watched a little movie that you guys talked about in the last couple weeks. Um, I finally watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and it was fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, yeah well, we, we know. do know, but you <laughs> know? tell us more. Do, yeah. do dive into it a little. Uh, it's, it's just, it's fun. It I feel like it hits more, um, uh, it, it's not even a contest. It hits more emotional moments than the first movie ever did. Uh, there's just good solid acting the cgi is done well um there's i mean you guys covered most of it it's just a fucking fun movie um, i've been listening to the chain by fleetwood mac like non-stop after that <laughs> dude rumors is an amazing album i don't know if i've talked about this this on the show but man rumors is so good we have it on vinyl and when people come over it's almost every single time it's the go-to yeah for when people come over. And I, I can say this without ruining anything, but the second that I heard the first couple notes of Cat Stevens' father and son, I pretty much was like, oh no, because like that that song means a lot to me in various ways. So uh, I didn't know. You're like, oh God, why is it raining on yeah, my face? <laughs> like I, I, I already had my own personal connections with that song and then adding it to like this movie's connections to that song. I was just like, motherfucker. God, that's a good song. Cat Stevens was so good. But yes, I agree. The Fleetwood Mac Rumors album, I was never a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, but I bought that album because I heard how great it was, and it made me a Fleetwood Mac fan. I Okay, this is... I'm just stealing a joke from a show, but I wanted... It's the best fucking part of it. Have you guys ever watched Flight of the Concords? Yes. So there's that great. scene yeah. where they're talking about... I think, I think it's Murray is, like, chewing them out for... You can't, like, have a girlfriend when you're in the... Or have, like, a girl in the band or something. And uh, he's like... Yeah, you know, uh, some of the best best albums have been, um, you know, made when they're when people in the band were dating, like Fleetwood Mac, and somebody else goes rumors, and he goes, Nah, it's all true. 
God, Flay the Concords was such a good show. You should watch Flay the Concords, everybody. <laughs> How about you, Scott? Anything else? Yeah, yeah. So I I went on a crazy binge um, watching horror movies on Netflix or on, uh, sorry, on YouTube the other, well, the last week. And I'm going to kind of pad out the next month of discussion with the shit that I watched on YouTube, and it's crazy the kind of stuff that's available. So um, I'm going to talk about two today. Uh, both, of, well, one of them is one I'd never heard of. The other one is one that I always stared in fear at the VHS cover, and that one is uh, Rocktober Blood. Oh, you guys ever watched that? That movie's a blast. That movie is killer. I think next October I'm picking <laughs> it. Like I, I'm not going to say too much about it. Adam, have you ever seen it? No, I've never seen it. Well, it's in the same okay, vein as Shock 'em Dead and Rock and Roll Nightmare and all those other heavy metal horrors. So, guys, I got an idea. Fucking next October, only heavy metal horror. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think that everybody that listens to the podcast will chime in when this episode drops and be like, "Yes, do this, please, for us. We need it for our naughty bits." Ah, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so that was the one that I, I would stare at that cover all the goddamn time. And the movie is not good, but it is awfully charming. And that's just because I just I love heavy metal from the 80s. It's just so good, but so bad. Um, but the other movie that I watched was on a whim. Yeah, I just it came up in the suggestions. It might have been the same channel because there are channels that have all these obscure 80s horror movies out there. And I'm just going to just going to binge the shit out of them next time I get a chance and just have more material to talk about in my what did I watch. So this other one is called Hell High. Oh, uh, It was man. also called <laughs> the What Do You Want to Do Tonight, yep. that movie. <laughs> what are you saying, uh, oh, man? I, I just am familiar with it. I watched it once, and I feel like I remember just being kind of middle of the road about it. But I do love a good like college slasher film. <laughs> It's not college, though. It's high school, uh, I believe. Maybe that's... I don't know. I watched... I binged well, a whole shit a, ton of them in, like, one weekend once. Yeah, that's why I had to take notes of what I watched, seriously. Uh, but, so, Hell High is... It's got a shitty title. I mean, it's a really, really boring title, so I would have never picked it out if it wasn't on YouTube for free, and I had time to kill. So... I watched it, and the I'm, we're not gonna watch. We're not gonna discuss it on this show because it's it's far too serious, and there's a lot of rape in it. So obviously, not gonna talk about it on the show. We do that enough already. So the crux of the the story is that this little girl, at one time in her in her childhood, was playing out in this swamp, and this boy and his girlfriend come up on his motorcycle, and they go into the shack where she's playing, and she hides like outside and watches them and the guy tries to force himself on his girlfriend she's like stop i don't feel comfortable he's like fucking bitch and of course like every dude in a horror movie that deserves to die so he gets on his motorcycle was like come on and so she gets on and they go halfway down the trail and then come back and the little girl has filled up her pail with uh mud swamp mud sprays them with it they go flying and smash into this like rusty fence and they both die. So she's kind of traumatized, obviously. It turns out that she becomes a teacher and is living at home with, I believe, her mother as like a 20-something teaching in high school. And this jock and his friends are like, 
mad for some reason or other. Like, I think she was she's going to fail them or something. And they're like, I'm going to get this bitch back, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so they, like, kind of do this weird siege on her house. They scare the shit out of her. And then they... They drug her, or somebody, her, her her mom or whatever, drugs her, and then they come in and they're like in a raper, and then they throw her out a window accidentally, but she's not dead, and so she then she's like totally out of her mind and kills each one of them um, in various slasher movie manners, and then at the end uh, she dies, and and her and the one quasi not shitty dude in the group that survives um, is now insane and so it's a slow burn it's not really a great film but it has a lot of heart and i felt like it was kind of unfairly obscure like it it maybe it's just because it's such a crap title but it was a pretty good movie i mean i wouldn't necessarily watch it a second time but i don't think that that hour and a half was wasted all right good to know that was Puppet Master 2 from 1990, as picked by me. Uh, we are so close to the end of the year. We've got one more movie and then two, not just one, two Christmas films this year. And I'm very excited Booyah. for both of them. Um, so stay tuned. HMNpodcast.com. It's a great place for all of your podcasting episodes and ways to contact us through all the different forms, including Facebook, Twitter, and all that good jazz. We'll be here every week. That's our promise. And we will continue to do it into 2018. So thank you for listening. We'll be back later. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to- su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.